rupees and uh, I did I think I finished the first second and third book one day each book and that was the main inspiration from that was to earn the money yeah. because thousand rupees was a lot and you're very competitive so exactly <laughs> so I was like let's try it and then in the in that process I was like okay this seems like an interesting book I mean the, the fact that I finished in one day was because uh, the, the book was quite engaging and it was quite uh, I could actually sit down and read it for the entire yeah. day so I think that kind of sparked that okay fine there are books that I can but after find. that you still had a break you didn't read I think after that yeah I think that was when I was in the 17-18 years old and then I think the next time I read a book was at degree university final year of university and that was a different kind of reading yeah. because everyone used to say you would read sometimes fiction you would read most of the time fiction yeah, books yeah. I tried a few fiction books, I don't remember the names, but I was like, maybe fiction is not my kind. Yeah. Uh, I remember at the time uh, you had Lord of the Rings books, which were again really uh, huge books and that put me off a little bit, I was like, I can't read that kind of book. Yeah. And I think during university, I started reading a couple of books. Uh, I think Power of Habit was one of them. Yeah. And that's more like, that's when I, I started reading books because I'm like, okay, I can actually get some value out of this yeah. book. That was the main, I think that's how it started off. And do you remember which is that one book that you read and it was just like, wow, I love this book or like this changed my perception on something? I think the four, four hour work week, four day work week uh, by uh, Tim Ferriss. And there's one more uh, on negotiation. I can't remember the name of them, but it was really good because that's like you are negotiating not only with other people, you're negotiating with yourself. And one step back was basically I was trying to, cap- to capture all of those books that I can actually put to use in my life and to other aspects of my life. So negotiation I would apply on my job. So I was like, okay, that's an amazing book to read. And I was like, this is actually uh, the, the value of MBA was like, you can actually get a value of MBA from these books. I was like, okay, let's yeah. try it. I need a promotion. Let me try to negotiate my, uh, a better salary. And that means I started every time I picked up a new book. It was more because I can actually use it in my life. And that's how the journey of me reading at least one book a month started. Yeah. Okay. And what are you reading right now? Right now, I've a uh, couple of books. Yeah. So right now, as I said, in the university time, it was mainly the self-help books. Yeah. And then I, it became a bit of an overload. So then I was like, you know, there are too many self-help books. I need some fiction books yeah. as well. Um, and I think there was one, uh, there's a concept by uh, Hugh Jackman. He says that he reads a book with his, with his partner every night. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. So we, I'm currently reading Tea Story okay. by Marjan. Um, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a light read because yeah. I'm reading so many self-help books. That's why for me, that is yeah. a good light read in the night. And then uh, in the self-help books, it's uh, currently uh, Tiago Forte, uh, Second Brain. Again, the concept is to apply yeah. directly in my life. So are you reading with your partner now? T-story, yeah, we do at okay. times. Yeah. So do you read it out loud or do you just like... Yes, <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it is a little bit awkward, but <laughs> Not awkward. I think it's good. Yeah. Again, that's 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 what Hugh Jackman says that because sometimes you're so busy with life, a book is a perfect way to bond and, and sometimes uh, I would read, and the next day she would read and sometimes just two or three pages, right? Yeah. So. Uh, reading is fine, so that's a good bonding way. And if you, in your busy life, just capture time with your partner. Okay, so that brings me to the question. You know, nowadays a lot of people they say that even I know a lot of friends who are mm-hmm. who are like readers, hardcore readers, and they're like, no, but now I don't get the time to read. Even with me, that happens. And mm-hmm. sometimes you're just so busy. I used to have the habit of reading at night, which mm-hmm. I still do, but many nights I don't read because I'm just tired. 
and then I just end up reading now I just incorporate mm-hmm. while having breakfast or mm-hmm. things like that so I mean that's my way of just incorporating reading because I don't want to miss out on it yeah so how do you make time for reading like because and also we have yeah. so much screen time nowadays and it's I mean of course screen time is more attractive mm-hmm. for a lot of people so how do you make that time to read yeah to make sure that you are reading yeah, it, it is always a challenge, but what the, what I've done is because I know the value that I can get out of a book. Uh, I think a couple of things. One is I don't force myself to finish a book, though I end up finishing it, but I don't yeah. put that pressure on myself that I have to finish this book in one month. Number two, I try to make notes, act live notes uh, as I'm reading, uh, and it, it kind of gets captured in my journaling process as well. Yeah. So that also helps me. If I've read a particular couple of pages, I, I kind of rethink about that, and I think that's the main benefit you get out of the book yeah. right uh, and then third is uh, apart from making notes I'd say I think those two only yeah okay yeah and yeah third one is sorry I put it in the calendar okay. so I actually have certain days uh, most of the time it's Friday afternoons or Saturday mornings where I dedicate two hours one to two hours in reading okay. that's in addition to if I read it on a, yeah. any random day yeah. but at least those it's in the calendar that needs to be done so I think for you it's more like planning. For me, I just I just try to incorporate in these little ten minutes, fifteen minutes, yeah. drinking tea, having breakfast. So do you put yourself the pressure to finish this book in a particular uh, time? No, no, I don't put that right. pressure now. But I just read whenever because I figure nighttime reading I'm too tired by night. Mm. Sometimes I read if I'm not sleepy, but um, most days I am tired, so I just read in these little. Yeah, and do you read multiple books at a time, or is it one book? Usually two books at a time. I tried doing the one one or two books at a time but now I think I've kind of shifted towards I think I'm doing three or four books at a time and it's because one is self-help one might be technical or like platform scaling one might be uh, the tea story and then sometimes it's uh, an autobiography either the last one I read was Will Smith so it just I don't get too my mind doesn't get too exhausted towards one book only out of all the books that you have read, which one is your preferred genre? Like you just mentioned a couple of them, autobiographies, or like self-help. I've got more benefit out of self-help, mm-hmm. but then I don't think I can do only one genre. It has to be uh, an autobiography. I make sure that in a year, I've read a couple of autobiographies, or I've read and I've read some self-help, self-help books, and at the same time, I've read maybe one light read. So I know you read a lot of autobiographies, which I don't read at all for some reason. So which is your favorite autobiography? So Alex Ferguson's autobiography. I don't know if he wrote it himself, but someone else wrote it. And Will Smith's. Will Smith's is really good. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, I don't think I've read any autobiography. I think I started reading Becoming from Sherlock Holmes, mm. but I didn't finish it. Mm. Yes. How do you end up choosing books though? Especially with autobiographies. Just recommendations from people mostly. Mm. Or like I just go to a bookstore and I browse and I pick up books that mm. way. Um, that is my favorite part to do. Like when you just go to a bookstore, you browse your mm-hmm. books, and then you pick up something because of a cover, you pick up something because mm-hmm. of the blog. Sometimes you just see something on Bookstagram and you pick it up. So a lot of yeah, Bookstagram recommendation. Like I follow a lot yeah. of bloggers, and I know that I like their taste, so I pick book based on that. What about reviews? Do you go through reviews? I do sometimes just to see like if it's a very bad book or it's like <laughs> some books are like they seem very good, but then you see the reviews are like. Two and a half or three, then I'm like, okay, maybe not. Maybe That's more than four is what I would go for. But I mean, it yeah. depends. Sometimes I don't want to see the reviews because then you start having a bias towards them. Right. You have it in your mind that maybe this book is not good or someone yeah. said this about this book. So I try to avoid, but yeah, sometimes it's good. Like, that happens. Because even for me, 
I, I actually read a lot of the negative reviews. I'm like, I know every book you'd have good yeah. people who like it and don't like it. But I see the ones who do not like it, you would find maybe one out of 10, you would find one really good critical review. Yeah, yeah that's true. That why they didn't like the book. Yeah. You might have someone who might say, oh, this is just basic information. I don't follow those. But the one who says that, okay, it's good information, but I'm the, the reviewer after this couple of times that I, where I'm at, at my stage of my career, this book is not helpful. So then yeah. that gives me, I can actually relate to the reviewer that I'll be fine. If it's a financial trading book and the guy says that I'm not a beginner, I'm like, okay, I'm a beginner, so maybe it might help me. Yeah. So I think reviews. It helps. Good. Yeah. Then like even I recently there was a book I don't remember the name, mm. but I read and there was a Muslim character in that, and someone told in the critical. I mean, they were being critical saying that it was very stereotypical, mm. and I was expecting it not to be stereotypical. Right. So when I read that, I'm like, okay, I don't want to read another <laughs> book where we're just stereotyped completely, and um. So I mean, yeah, that helps yeah. in avoiding certain books. Mm. Yeah. So I remember. I was just going to ask you before. I just ask you now. I think there was a stage where we were not reading much, but we would still tell like our niece to read. And she actually got into reading. Mm. One of the reasons, one of the influences was that and you made her read Harry Potter. Yeah. And she's like a huge Harry Potter fan now. So how did that happen? Why would you tell others to read even though you were not reading and you yeah. would also make fun of some people? Yeah. So I started telling other people to read when I finished reading Harry Potter. Yeah. I don't think I did it before that. And I think that was me because you re- you suddenly realize everyone's different. Mm-hmm. Just because I like sports doesn't mean you might like sports. Mm-hmm. And then when you know someone close, whether it's your niece, sister, or even a close friend, you know their character, and you're like, you know what? I think have you read this book? Mm-hmm. And then if, if sometimes some some of my friends would be like, no, I don't have time for it. Some of them, and it, like I, I actually just gifted a book to one of our cousins as well, and I told him, has he ever have you ever read a book? He's like, no. Like, check this out. Yeah. Don't push uh, push us up, but read it. See if it makes sense. Yeah. Because you're a hard worker. I've given you a book which is around hard working and yeah. uh, bringing structure towards your uh, to make you more productive. So when you explain it to him in that way, it makes sense. Similarly with the niece, also I told her that you know this is a really good book to emo- open your imagination. Yeah. Uh, you might like it, and yeah, well, luckily she liked it. So I think it's just understanding people. And then, yeah. so you do that. Do you give people? Books based on who yes. I think in the last three to four years, I've gifted more books yeah. and maybe plants and any other <laughs> material items. Uh, to the other sister, Hanifa, we, I, yeah. gave, I gave her Austin Cleon's uh, Show Your Work because again, she speaks so much. Like she, she doesn't read a lot of books. I think she reads yeah, some she few books, yeah. but she wants to make more time for reading. Yeah. And she has so much of knowledge, and she has, and she's going through a graduate university. So I'm like, you know what? Start capturing all the valuable information you're uh, you're reading and learning in university because that's valuable. Yeah. It's not though she might feel as if it is anyone in her place would feel that oh what I'm learning is basic information everyone knows about it. Uh, but I'm like no your opinion is different yeah. and it builds her confidence. So I think a book is one of the best books uh, gifts to give. I don't know, I do that. I just mostly I give. I mean there are some people who I know that they like oh it's. But I just gift a book or something. So I, I mean, I yeah. try to avoid if I know someone doesn't like books at all. But for a lot of people, I like to like um, see how they are and then give them a book. Yeah. Based on that, you know, when Sage of mine, yeah, you know, she is not read or, a, at all. But then I gave her a book, knowing that she might like yeah. something, like that, and then she really enjoyed that. But it was like a very thick book, very impressive. Yeah, and you can't get you can't get um, you can't dislike a gift in a book. 
uh, I think even Tim Ferriss in, in every podcast, he's done over 500 or 600 podcasts right now. I think each guest, he actually asks them, what is the best book? What gift? What books do you gift? Yeah. And most of the time, I think 90-95% of the guests actually have a book in mind. Yeah. That they say that, yes, we actually do gift a particular yeah. book. On my birthday was, I think this year, a friend gave me two books. I was really happy with that. Yeah. And in my engagement, I think, um, Zeba, she gave me, yeah. I think, from five, six books, and that was the best thing. <laughs> this is so much better than all the other gifts. And yeah. when you're buying a book, you're actually uh, putting some thought into it. Yeah. That you're not just buying any book, you're actually thinking that, okay, fine, this person might like this book. Yeah. So that, I think that extra uh, effort. effort makes it Yeah, makes it more thoughtful also. Even for kids now that I buy Hassan. Mm. Books even when I buy for like for birthday parties, I mm. like try to buy a book. Yeah. You know, with the non like I also give something else and then also like some book that yeah. I think that the kid will like. So yeah. Okay. So you know, um I mean, so there are many I know a lot of people who I meet who be mm. there who are like, okay, I really want to read. Mm-hmm. Um, or they ask me, can you recommend a book? And I don't read yeah. what I want to read. Um, but what is the one thing, not, not recommending a book, but what is that one thing you would tell someone who wants to start reading but doesn't know where to start or is like, you know, or has a perception of the reading is kind of boring, so I don't know if I want to read it. Well, if it is, I think for non fiction books like self help, that is slightly easier to the easier not only to read but easier to start off with because the title has a meaning or the value you're getting out of the book, right? Um, for fiction books, I think reviews and maybe that might help better. Like the time I would spend to buy a self-help book, let's say it takes five ten minutes, mm-hmm. right? A fiction book might take me a little bit longer. Also, I think fiction is it depends like how relatable that book is. Yeah. Like I like a lot of the Turkish literature because we grew up mm, in the Middle East so that yeah. some connection is there so it makes it more relatable in mm. some way versus so I mean maybe fiction that's the thing it needs to be relatable to the person who's reading it or it's someone who really wants to learn yeah. about that culture or and I think the risk the risk of not buying a book and not liking it like if you want to start and you, you can still the risk of just buying any book whether it's self-help or anything the risk of not reading the book is you know there's nothing to lose yeah uh, you can always sell the book back and then just keep it again, give it to someone so it's it's okay. You can just experiment with any kind of book. So okay. one of the other parts where I, where I would recommend people start reading is to find a book buddy. You know, that just makes it easier. Uh, you have lots of book clubs and uh, there even if someone's ahead and you say, okay, what is this book about? And you might say, oh, it's about XYZ and you say, okay, go ahead and read it then. So I think that does help. And I think you can actually put in your, um, like, if you're a person who likes writing things down, then go ahead, uh, feel free to read the book and write, journal the process, journal your thoughts. Um, if you're someone who doesn't like, just wants to read, then you can do that as well. And you can make the journey of reading a little bit more fun and interesting. Uh, like, either you can have challenges that you read 10 pages a day, so it's not too daunting to read the entire book. Go to different places. That's something that I used to try doing is going to different cafes just to yeah. read the book. Books in my hand is at home, but then just yeah. going to a cafe, cup of coffee or something that that yeah. enhances the journey a little bit. You feel a little bit more like it's a relaxing time and it's a change of environment. And yeah. you have so many, I think in India and Dubai, everywhere, even in, in the US, UK, there's so many nice cafes coming out. You can actually just go there and say it feels good, you know. Yeah. You have libraries which are open, so just make the experience fun. Yeah. I think that, that makes, even if it's a boring book, you've still had a good, a good day. 
It's like, what is your go-to snack or drink on heating and baking? I think usually it's coffee. Okay. It's coffee, not even tea. Tea for me is like a serious work mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, but if I if I'm re- if I'm reading a book and making notes like yeah. uh, writing my notes and what framework I need to what I need to learn from the book, then sometimes I do go with tea, but not cold drinks. It's usually always warm drinks. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Like a tea usually. Yeah. Or like hot chocolate if it's winter. Okay. Which books are you reading right now? I'm reading right now. Reading the Passion Economy. Okay. I don't remember the author, but it's a recent. So I thought it was interesting. The reviews were great. That's mm-hmm. about the economy. It's about the fashion economy that's coming up. Right. The economy. Oh, okay. So nice. he's combining things from the 19th century time mm-hmm. and the 21st century and how that is actually the fashion economy. Right? Mm-hmm. So he's talking about his grandfather's experience. So he's an economist. Um. So he's right. He's the one right. And why did you pick up this book? I'm just interested in being part of that economy I think because I am a creative person and I'm right. also just um, it's just something that's happened so you want to do this and update it as right. how businesses are changing how um, you know uh, employment is also changing and he mm-hmm. touches upon all those things so um, mm-hmm. it's just valuable for me and have you gifted any book to your friends? no lots of them okay. yeah I gift books to a lot of people any particular book? unfortunately not many people give books to me I don't know why I think they all think that I have a lot of books. That's what people say. I think you have. We're really scared of gifting any book because what if you already have that book? But some people have. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, my sister-in-law she's gifted me *Bride of the Sea*, which is actually based in South Asia, right. like South Korea and America. Mm-hmm. Uh, she asked me then. She asked me which book can I give you? Well, that's still good. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of people have seen that. Although I'm very everybody <laughs> saying I like books, a lot of not many people gift me books. On my wedding, I remember people gave me vouchers for books. Nice. To buy books. So I think yeah, that's a I think that's the best gift this book. Mm. Nice. So you were saying that okay, so since now you have become a reader and you read mm. like almost every other day, uh, apart from gaining like value, like you said, it just helps you gain value and implement your life. How else do you think reading, you know, is beneficial for you? It changes your perspective of things. Um give me an example of something that Okay. I think like for example the four hour you know, I, I yeah, four, hour, like, four hour work week. Yeah. Yeah. Four weekday. No, it's four four day weekend. Yeah, four day, yeah, week, four day four work hours. week. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, over there I think working more productively and at the time I remember when I read it, I was I read it twice actually. So once I read it during university and the second time I read it when I was working in uh, an accounting firm. And Life was so busy, and then this book kind of changed my perspective on how I value how my time needs to be valued yeah. to myself, not only to others, but to others, uh, to for myself also. If I'm spending X amount of time, can I do I really need to do it? And that's where you kind of find because I wanted to do a lot of other things, yeah. and that's what the book talks about that if, to kind of manage your time in a way that you have time for the things as well. So it's not all about prioritizing. What can you delegate? What can you, uh, you don't need to do it, you can delay it. So that book does have some smart uh, frameworks in it where you can, you know. Yeah. So I really value that book. That, and change the perspective, right? Because everything you now, even if the, any work comes for something, okay, does it, do I, can I, should I do it? Can I delegate it? Or uh, should I delay it? So that your entire work ethic changes and makes you more productive. Okay. 
So that's been a big plus. And if you had to uh, recommend any few books to someone to start, someone to start, anyone actually. Yeah, two books. I mean, I'll I'll stick with the um the self help books. So I think Atomic Habits is good, mm-hmm. and Show Your Work by Austin Freeman is good because okay. it's simple. Yeah, it's not um. It's 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 not too basic as well that yeah I already knew all this why is this person telling me it's more show your work is giving you confidence to do thing to show your to to showcase your work whether it's to yourself whether it's to your uh, colleagues or just on social media and Atomic Habits is again working more productively and more efficiently so these two books is it's relevant to everyone and it's a quick read yeah okay so you know how. Uh So I'm just gonna pause and talk about this a bit. Is that uh, so? You know how I used to run Jitta and Jitta because there was no culture of reading there, and now it's bookish culture, which is Mm -hmm. uh, it's a community and organization that promotes reading Mm -hmm. um, across cities. So Mm -hmm. anyone from any city that thinks that you know they want to, they are passionate about the literary cause and want to promote a culture of reading in their city too. Um, they can start a chapter then right. they can get in touch and start a chapter so we have the kind of structure in place and everything um, so since you live in a city different from mine just the yeah. vibe um, what do you think about the reading culture here is it like how is that different I is it's good in a way that you have a uh, literature festival happening every yeah. year yeah. Um, I think there's a there are a lot of there, there are a lot of book readers mm-hmm. and I feel they're not they're not that many book communities Okay. I think they could do more. They have yeah. they have some, but I think they could do. Like a you were saying, there are not many book clubs. Book here. clubs, yeah. Yeah. Yes, in Dubai, mm-hmm. and I feel the city could do with more because there are people who are interested. There are a lot of unofficial, uh, book groups like reading books, reading yeah. clubs. Yeah. Uh, but again, if you have a book club, if you have a bit more structure, you can actually invite authors, and which happens in literature festival, which is really yeah. good. But that's once in a year. So imagine if you have once in a month also. Yeah. That would be really really nice. Um, what about do you see people reading public notes? I mean, do you see that? Kind not of that often. No? Recently, when I when I was visiting Boston, yeah. I found more people over there. Yeah. Like you know those paintings you see of a person reading under a tree. Yeah. yeah I could see that in Boston under the uh, on the footsteps of the museum library. People just reading everywhere. Yeah. In fact, even in Bangalore, I mean, we see that in parks in mm-hmm. Bangalore in Kabul Park. Many times I've seen people just reading. Yeah. And I've also seen, uh, it was really nice to see once we were having breakfast somewhere and mm-hmm. I saw, there were two kids, maybe they were about 8 to 10 years old mm-hmm. and for a change they were not on their phones, they actually got books with them, they were reading while their parents were like with their friends. Mm-hmm. That was, I mean that I think speaks about the reading culture mm-hmm. of the city as well, which is something we didn't see in Saudi. Yeah. Um, as well. And in Saudi of course there were other things, right? there were no bookstores, very limited, yeah. uh, no libraries and schools, yeah. and like very limited. Uh, here, in fact, recently in Dubai, also they, they just uh, inaugurated the uh, Mohammed bin Rashid al Maktoum Library, yeah. which is a structure for book. Yeah. And uh, they've got amazing books and amazing open space. Um, people can go there for free and yeah. just uh, sit and read. Have you gone there? Yeah. On the trucks already. Okay. So, I mean, you think that these things do help in just they you do know, promoting yeah. to read as well? And it, 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 actually helps those people who want to get into reading the ones who are already reading will find a place to read the ones who haven't started reading but just need a little bit of a push they would be seeing that oh the the government has built a library uh, that means 
know, let me, there are, there are people who want to go, yeah. let me go for it, you know. But I also think that, yeah, in these spaces, also it promotes even a reader. Like, for mm-hmm. me, now at home, there are so many distractions. Yeah. And even if I'm reading, then I leave it, or someone calls, that happens. So I sometimes go to this bookstore in Bangalore, yeah. Champaka. It's right. very quiet and green and nice. nice. So just sit there and you can actually just read these books because there are no distractions. And it's a nice... It's a cafe as well. The cafe and yeah. the bookstore. I like, I like the fact that books and greenery have gone very well together. Yeah. You have a couple of cafes here as well which have the bookish culture. They actually have a, a bookshelf uh, filled with books and a lot of greenery around it. So yes. Yeah. Positive vibes. Yeah. Okay. Um. Thank you so much for your time and my for being, being my first guest for the podcast. For those listening, um, do let me know um, how. I mean, this has been the first episode, so it's just a learning curve for me. And I, to be honest, I'm not much of a speaker. <laughs> so this is new, but I really would want to continue doing this. And I would love if this has been valuable to you or if you have any thoughts on how we can improve this, then just you know, let me know. And do share your reading, you know, how did you become a reader or your literary reading stories uh, with me, that would help. And uh, any guest recommendations, someone you know who became a reader later in life, you know, can send in your recommendations and I will probably invite them to the podcast too. Um, Yeah, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening. And for those watching, thank you for watching. And see you in the next episode. And uh, don't forget to Um, Like the video, share it if you like on the podcast. And um, if you're interested in reading and books, do follow Bookish Culture, which is uh, like I talked about. I used to run Jiddari, it's a nonprofit in Saudi Arabia to promote a culture of reading. And now we have sort of changed that to Bookish Culture, which is now open to all cities. That's the aim to like, instead of focusing on one city, I want to take this to more cities. And there has already been some interest. Uh, but we're also open to other cities. You know, you can send in your applications and uh, we can start a chapter in your city too. And yeah, thank you so much. You can put those links to all of those yes, in the Yes, I will put it in the description. All right. Thank you. Awesome.